Tortoise. Hello, I'm Andrew, and this is the Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, the first transatlantic flight using 100% sustainable jet fuel took off last week, but it drew criticism from campaigners and climate experts. Just how green was its journey? That's after a short break. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Nobody thought it was going to be possible ever for uh, long-haul airlines to be able to fly on sustainable aviation fuels. Um, today, we hope to, hope to prove the skeptics wrong. That's Sir Richard Branson the billionaire business magnate and founder of Virgin Group, speaking from the runway at London's Heathrow Airport as he got ready to board a very special transatlantic flight. Uh, First for aviation, Virgin Atlantic says the first transatlantic flight using low-carbon fuel arrived in New York this afternoon. The journey was operated by Branson's company Virgin Atlantic and it was hailed as a success. The company's CEO called the flight a momentous achievement and the only pathway to decarbonising long-haul aviation. It was partly funded by the UK government, and the Prime Minister even made a celebratory video about it. It all started with a government competition to support the industry to achieve the first net-zero transatlantic flight on an aircraft using 100% sustainable aviation fuel, or SAF. Now that is blue sky thinking. But some people took issue with Rishi Sunak's tone particularly his use of the phrase net zero to describe the flight. So we do have a little bit of a worry about the kind of dreamwashing angle that might have come with the flight. The global aviation industry is responsible for about 5% of global warming, and it's notoriously hard to decarbonise flights. And while this Virgin Atlantic flight might be something of a milestone, experts say we shouldn't get too excited about it. There have been some SAF used at small percentages in flights before, but we've never had a flight that's taken um, an entire jet engine of sustainable aviation fuel before. This is Helena Bennett, head of climate policy at a think tank called Green Alliance. Sustainable aviation fuel, as it's known, is derived from non-fossil fuel sources. So typical aviation fuel kerosene is derived from oil in the ground that's turned into something that can be used in jet engines. Sustainable aviation fuels are made from anything that's not fossil kerosene, basically. So that could be crops, known as biofuels, it could be waste-based fuels, um, and then there are also synthetic fuels that can be um, created through the capture of carbon dioxide mixed with green hydrogen. The Virgin Atlantic flight was powered almost entirely by ethanol and used cooking oil. Helena Bennett says this sounds like an impressive achievement, but it isn't really a scalable solution. To make more, to scale up, to use at the level that this Virgin flight used, we would need to see an extremely high 
increase in the amount that we're cooking and the amount of cooking oil that we're then producing as waste, which is just a really completely unscalable alternative. Um, and to see that kind of level of SAF used in all planes around the world is, is just not going to be possible at all. And Rishi Sunak's claim that the flight was net zero? That was just wrong. The SAF in the plane still emits exactly the same amount of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases as any fossil fuel does. So the emissions coming from the jet in the air are exactly the same regardless of the fuel that you're using. The difference in emissions is about what happens before the fuel even gets to the plane. So fossil kerosene, there are lots of emissions associated with digging fossil fuels out of the ground and then refining them and then turning them into something that can be used in fuel. Um, But what we're saying with things like waste-based SAF, cooking oil, for example, is that there are a lot fewer emissions associated with turning it into the fuel that then goes into a plane. And that's where the emissions reduction comes from. It does not come from when the fuel is being burned in the sky. Those emissions are exactly the same. Helena Bennett says some of the coverage around the flight last week might amount to greenwashing. It's being painted as this kind of, you know, poster child of green flying and zero emission flying. And there is a concern that people will now look at that and say, okay, so if I see the word SAF or sustainable aviation fuel attached to a flight I'm getting, I can fly guilt-free because I don't have to worry about my emissions. But she also says it's a positive step forward because the government has acknowledged that flying is damaging the environment and something needs to be done about it. That something will be complicated though. So how can we move towards greener flying? We'll have more after the break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There are three ways to think about decarbonizing aviation, and one is SAF. Sustainable aviation fuels like the ones used in the Virgin Atlantic flight are considered renewable because they are made from plants and livestock rather than oil. But Helena Bennett says they aren't a perfect solution. SAF is a hydrocarbon, meaning it emits the same amount of CO2 when burned as a normal flight. There also isn't enough of it to use at scale in commercial flights, and making it involves land use, which ultimately damages the environment. It's also expensive and energy-intensive to refine. But there are some exciting technological solutions on the horizon that might help make flying greener. What we call zero-emission flights or zero-emission aircraft, and these are brand new aircraft that will have completely different drivetrains. So um, there are a few options on the table that are being looked into at the moment. One is batteries for very short haul flights. Problem with batteries is they're quite heavy. Um, Another is what we call hydrogen combustion, where you burn hydrogen in the same way that you burn um, kerosene and you end up with some emissions coming out the back end of the plane, mostly in the form of water vapour and some NOx, nitrous oxide. 
groups, but there's no carbon dioxide emissions. And then the final is um, hydrogen fuel cells, which at the moment is looking like the most promising technology. And all that is, is basically a a bit of a battery, but the input is hydrogen in one side and in the other side is oxygen. And then you end up with the only output being water. The problem with these technologies is that they don't exist at scale yet. Some planes have flown with hydrogen fuel cells or batteries, but they've been small aircraft traveling very short distances with not many passengers. I really like to think that with some real kind of power of will, this stuff could become much more mainstream in the next kind of 20 years. But again, I wouldn't want to put anyone under the impression that we're going to be all flying to Australia on zero emission aircraft in 10 years time, because that is absolutely not going to happen. The third potential solution, flying less. The trends in aviation have increased significantly in the last 30 years. We're flying a lot more than we were 30 years ago. Um, but that actually isn't really distributed very evenly across the population. At a global scale, it's definitely not distributed evenly across the population. And even in the UK, 70% of all flights are taken by just 15% of the population. And most years, just over half of Britons don't fly. So it's not an equitable way of travelling. And often, the majority of the time, the people that are flying are the very wealthy. So there are ways we can think about traveling differently. My view is that you need all three of these things. We need some, we do need some SAF in the short term, um, the right kind of SAF. We definitely need to think about the amount we're flying. And we also definitely need to think about investing in these technologies for the future. That's why Helena is hesitant to celebrate the Virgin Atlantic flight. She doesn't want people to think that we have solved what is actually a very complicated problem and to continue flying guilt-free. The technology advancement is impressive in terms of, you know, creating it. At the moment, most jet engines can't take 100% SAF. It's, it was an engine that was designed particularly for this flight. Um, it, it, that's my understanding. Um, so that in itself is, you know, an interesting, innovative way of, of thinking. And it shows that if we really put our minds to something, we can do it. I just don't think that was the right thing to put our minds to. I think, you know, we should have maybe said by 2030, we'd like to fly a hydrogen fuel cell plane that could carry 200 people across the Atlantic or something. And that that isn't an impossibility. It's very challenging, but it's not impossible. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written by Patricia Clark and mixed by Rebecca Moore. What comes to mind when you think of Amber Heard? A liar? A survivor? A narcissist? The trial of Depp v. Heard was a global phenomenon, but I want to know, was it a fair fight? I'm Alexi Mostris, the host of Sweet Bobby and Hoaxed. In my new podcast, I'm investigating whether Amber Heard was the victim of an organised trolling campaign. Just search for Who Trolled Amber wherever you get your podcasts.